0: Hi guys and welcome back to uh, Homo Absurdus, episode 5. Yeah, I realise it's been uh, a couple of weeks since my last podcast, I can only apologise for that. Um, as I may have alluded to in an earlier episode, I started a new job and a new position, um, which is taking up a lot of my time. Uh, to those ends, actually, I'm going to talk um, towards the end of this episode about a change in format um, and a change in time, space and quantities come out. But I'll leave that till the end of the, uh, the episode. Uh, this week, as promised, though, I'm going to talk about conspiracy theories. Um, In a bit more detail I'm going to come back to that Say in a moment Uh, First of all A couple of other apologies Um, As I've said before I've had having some trouble uh, Seemingly with Apple devices uh, Some volume control issues Uh, I'm hoping that I'll have Sorted out in this episode Um and that I'll be able to hopefully get rid of those problems, and hopefully you can hear this one absolutely fine. Fingers crossed if so. um, Let me know. I can go back and try and read the previous episodes that didn't play back so well on Apple devices. Otherwise, say if we've got anything else really to go into, we're going to go into conspiracy theories um, and what the problem is I have with them, I suppose. Okay, so... um, One of the first issues I have with conspiracy theories is that concept that they're an unfalsifiable claim. Now, we did talk about this a little bit back in, I think, episode one or possibly two or three. I can't quite remember. Maybe even the last episode a little bit. Um, But an unfalsifiable claim is something which there is no conceivable way to show that it's untrue. No conceivable way to show that it's false. Now, because of that, an unclaimable proposition is excluded from true scientific study because... The main way of telling false ideas and good ones is to find ways to show that they're false, funnily enough. Um, but conspiracy theories all fall into this category of unfalsifiable claims. In the thing that they're claiming, there's no way to show that it's not true. There's no way to disprove it. Now, if I couple that with a couple of other small things, the first that I appreciate the value of things that are true, I want to know what's true. In other words, I want to know, I want to believe because I can't know. Gnosticism is a bit different from belief, but... If I can't know everything, then I want to believe as many true things as possible and as few false things as possible. So it's worth repeating that. I want to believe as many true things as possible and as few false things as possible. Now, taking that assumption on board, if I then have a claim I'm presented with which is unfalsifiable, something which I can never show is wrong, it's of very little value to me. Because I, I can't know whether that claim, without evidence for it, is is true or false. So it, it shares really little about it to me. If I know that it's false, I can at least not believe it. If I know that it's true, or if I can conceivably conceive of being true, um, then I, I can believe it. But if it's impossible to prove that it's ever going to be in one camp, it can't It can't be in the other. In fact, it can't be in either camp. It's it's, it's essentially useless knowledge. It's it's uh, useless Gnosticism. So yes, yeah, so I think that's probably one of the main problems I have with it. And it's very similar to those um, that I have with, at the core of religious or theistic thinking, which. I think I I alluded to a little bit in the previous episode when I was talking about um, religious claims, and that, that's just quite simply that if you can't prove something wrong, it's it's of very little value. Yeah. So I did say this week I was going to talk about um, specific conspiracy theories, and I might mention a few, but I think I'm going I'm to split a bit from that format, perhaps, and go off on a bit of a a crazy tangent. But yeah, I think. Um, there are certainly some popular ones. Um, so let's let's start with uh, discussing some that are perhaps the most outlandish. Um, and perhaps we can bring it down to the ones that are more possible or plausible at least. Though, as I say, still, on the whole, unfalsifiable claims and therefore really worthy of consideration. But if we start off with uh, something quite outlandish. Yeah, so let's kick off with flat earth theory. Now, flat earth theory is, is quite ridiculous. Um, first of all, it is actually not unlike some of the other ones. It's not a uh, unfalsifiable claim. Uh, it's very much a falsifiable claim that that, that could be proven to be wrong. Um, which is why even other conspiracy theorists, uh, on the whole, point at this one going, "Well, that's that's just ridiculous. We're not that kind of conspiracy theorist." Um, in fact, it's still I'm still unsure to myself really how many people proclaiming to to have this belief in the world are doing so genuinely, and simply out of just absolute ignorance of how the the physical world works around them, and how many of them are doing so on a a trolling or a annoyance basis, um, to rock the establishment, or just to be yeah, you know, just to be trolls, just to be idiots and and have fun. Um, it's still not clear to me because I'm still not sure quite how anyone can accept this uh, claim as remotely true, um, but it's so easily falsifiable and it's something you can go and do. You know, if you have a mile of beach and some sticks you can go and run a simple experiment that will show that the Earth is not flat. And like even other conspiracy theories, look conspiracy theorists rather sorry, look at flat Earth as being absolutely insane. Um and I think the main the main reason that it is is because the, the the reason I want to start with this one as well, the main reason it's one of my favourite favourite least favourite conspiracy theories is because it requires a colossal conspiracy to keep true. All pilots uh, in the world have been on this because they claim and and to be fair all captains of ships, because they all claim to navigate using a global Earth model, which obviously won't be correct. Um, so they all falsely claim to use a global Earth model. NASA, of course, has to be in on this. All the space engines around the world have to be in on this, uh, pretending that the Earth's a globe. Uh, I guess what's so wonderful is, even if it wasn't so easily um, falsifiable as a claim, that it was just one of those weird, crazy, unforcifiable, what would the point be? I mean, um, you're also essentially also saying that gravity doesn't function as we believe it to, or at all, perhaps. And some of the bizarre kind of explanations that has been used are a really good way of exposing this kind of thinking. Um, and it's the same way that religion uses it's that once you've accepted crazy magic as an answer, you can make the crazy magic do whatever you want. And that's that's as true of conspiracy theories as it is of religions, in that. Uh, once you've decided the world is flat and gravity doesn't function as you think it is, you can explain everything else by equally crazy means, because you've already accepted that. Um, so one of, the, one of the great ones I heard was that um, obviously the, the Earth is a flat disk. And when questioned about how gravity would work, I uh, thought it was accelerating upwards through infinite space and continually, which is causing a downdraft, which is giving us that feeling of, of gravity. Uh, obviously there are some key problems with that first of all, why isn't the cosmos moving counter to us? I, well, I guess that could probably be explained with some kind of magic. but but more importantly um, is that at some point you'd very quickly approach the speed of light and lose the ability to accelerate any further and then it would stop working. So yeah there's theres some there's some major flaws um, in that but it, at that point say it doesn't really matter at the point you've accepted that the earth is flat because you can't see a curve. God knows what else you're going to believe um, either because you're ignorant or willfully so. Which kind of brings me on to the next part of this, really. Uh, And I may bring out some other examples as we go, but there's certainly an amount of willful ignorance when it comes to conspiracy theories. A lot of them are so outlandish and so unprovable um, that it really becomes a matter of, you know, prove me wrong. Well, how else do you explain it? It's all of those, I don't know, therefore I know, um, which I think we definitely covered back in episode one, right? And they all kind of rely on that to to some or extent or another. And that's the important thing, I don't know, therefore I know becomes really important because suddenly you have some kind of secret knowledge. Yeah? You understand the truth of things. I think it's uh, people who believe in the nine eleven conspiracy who are referred to as truthers. Uh, but it's kind of indicative of the whole culture, which is you know something that other people don't know. Other people who might be much smarter than you in your life, who might be able to out-argue you, out-talk you. Well, they can't prove this is false. They're not so clever now. Here's a thing I can throw at them. I have this secret special knowledge that no one else has. But the honesty is you don't. You're just nonsensely believing in something um, uh, and one of the reasons that we do that is because we, we like that feeling we like that feeling of having knowledge and having certainty um, so definitely this has come up when I've spoken to theists but also conspiracy theorists too which would say well how do you explain this I go, well I don't know you don't know either uh, and if you claim you do know then great show me the evidence of why what you know in averted commas is is true uh, inevitably they can't do that both in Swiss theorists and theists suffer from the same problem when you actually settle down and go okay, cool, I'm getting all your questions what is it you do believe and what evidence have you got of that because they haven't got any and they're just playing a game of I don't know, therefore I know um, with sort of an undercurrent of unfortifiable claim which is no real good or use to anyone there's no point in talking about that or discussing it it's not going to get you anywhere useful um, it's not going to take you anywhere um, particularly um, coherent with uh forward thinking and with uh, moving the argument along in any way shape or form so yeah so i said when i'm when i'm confronted with that that's normally what i try now and do um same as they do with theorists just go wait a minute whoa what's your claim the earth is flat okay what evidence have you got to show me the earth is flat well it can't be round. like yeah i don't care and that's a false size yeah i don't care what evidence we've got to show me the earth is flat show me the evidence that that is the case if you haven't gotten it, then you haven't gotten it. You're just believing something because you want to have secret knowledge. But at the point, it's a made-up thing. I don't really care. I don't really have the time to bother with you. I don't really have the time to argue about it. Um, unless you know, unless you're a friend of mine or you're someone I consider worth trying to explain these things to um, or, or clarify these things with. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to engage, except maybe for fun online. But in real life, I'm probably not going to engage at all. You know. But yeah, I think that that's that's sort of the the important. Important thing to think, of, sort of bear, or some of the important things at least to bear in mind when coming across conspiracy theories. If we talk about, for example, 9 11 truthers, now they've got a really interesting one. Uh, their conspiracy belief uh, is that essentially that the government physically orchestrated the 9 11 uh, atrocities. Now, obviously, that's recently passed. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, live, it's the 17th today as I'm recording this. It's probably around the 20 something as I'm releasing it. But yes, it's only a week or two ago that this was this was celebrating all the truthers uh came out of the woodworks on on Facebooks and everywhere else and started yelling their conspiracy theories again and it, it struck me as odd because essentially it is very much that well, how do you explain this? how do you explain that how do you explain the buildings fell this way and buildings fell that way, and these people say this, and steel melts at this and and <laughs> the the burning point of uh, jet fuel is this and you know and every little sort of counter argument um and i I, I think those that I did engage with, I, I really just tried to go with, okay, what's your claim? And their claim is, well, the American government has something to do with it. And and that's kind of... Uh, we all kind of buy into that. Like We know that at least on the level of um, America's foreign policy, on um, the way in which... America um, dealt with Al-Qaeda and helped set up and fund them, the the deals that it had going with Saudi Arabia. Certainly, the warnings they had from Putin right before There were certainly um, some ideas that um, an atrocity was going to happen on American soil and it would probably justify them an invasion into uh, Iraq or Iran. And I I think they were very much behind that concept. I don't think they thought it was going to be as bad as it was. Um, I don't think they thought it was going to be a direct attack in the centre of Manhattan. I don't think that they thought it was going to be such a national trustee as it was. And I think they probably tapped a lot of other things onto it. That's about as far down that conspiracy as I'm going to go. I, I can say all of those things, pretty reasonable behaviours, pretty sensible behaviours of a rational government um, that's trying to achieve the things, trying to achieve. Moral or immoral is another another story, but certainly rational behaviours. The point where I draw the line is that the 9-11 spirits they go, well, well, therefore, they forged the whole thing. There were no planes there were just bombs eternally set into the buildings that exploded I think well what about what about the people who were on the planes and the phone calls they made to friends and family as they were going to the towers what about you know the 343 firefighters who lost uh, on emergency service personnel who lost their lives that day trying to save people Um, you know I don't know quite how you're supposing to to show that view to them on a personal incredulity level I, I must admit but Wow. Um, but also, it requires such a gigantic conspiracy, and particularly from an agency that's shown to be very bad at large conspiracies. Now, that doesn't mean to say it's wrong. Um, it's just an unfalsifiable claim. So, well, I, you know, I'm taking it from the step of the government had some involvement in 9-11 and caused it to happen to the government literally perpetrated 9-11. And I think that's a big jump to make without some evidence that shows that is positively the case. And just saying well, there are things here I can't explain without this theory doesn't really help me. I mean, there, there are hundreds of other ways I could explain it. You know, if, you're, if we're going to say what things explain the nine eleven towers falling directly downwards as opposed to over when the people that built them said they wouldn't fall down when bigger planes crash into them and all kinds of other nonsense that they keep spouting. Um, you know, you might as well say, well, government conspiracy of making bombs. You might as well say, well, anarchist group of pygmies that are upset at capitalism if we don't have to supply evidence for our our crazy claim of of who committed the atrocity then we can just make up whatever we want, right? Um, And that's the problem to me it sounds as unbelievable and as kind of insane I guess as um, any other aspect of, of the conspiracy theory and the, the, the main yeah the main issue there is that if you're just making a claim without having to supply evidence for it just because it explains the facts and again put that in air quotes as you see them without having to buy evidence that, that it's true or even exists uh, that's the core problem with the conspiracy theory right i could just make up any old stuff and it would have the same weight do the same the same job um, from the point of view of explaining everything, explanatory power. You know, As I said a little bit earlier on in this diet, the, the explanatory power of magic is pretty much all-encompassing, right? I, I can explain anything if I'm allowed to use crazy things to explain it. But again, I, I think the core problem of conspiracy theories is I don't really know of any real conspiracies that would hold up um, you know, alien visitations, um, 9-11 being committed by the American government. Um, chemtrails, another fun one. I actually have a uh, a friend somewhere, I think, who believes in chemtrails, which is just nuts. Uh, but again, yeah, you know, it's an you know, unfalsifiable claim. What are those things in the sky? I don't know. Well, therefore, this really long ramble about governments, these out-of-context pictures on the internet, haha, obviously they're mind-control drugs or something. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, um, again, there's very little attempt to explain how or even why these would exist. But another couple of conspiracy theories I'd like to uh, talk about in depth, as I I, um, I touched on the idea of chemtrails a moment, uh, a moment ago there. Chemtrails kind of remind me of some of the um, conspiracy theories that have fallen out of favour over the last few years, and let's have a look at those and why we think those are ridiculous now. Um, but there are still those people that believe in them. So if we look, for example, at uh, the Bermuda Triangle, now we now know for well that no more ships or planes go missing inside that area of triangle within the Bermuda Islands than anywhere else in the world. And there's certainly no conspiracy behind it, and we all find it ridiculous. But there certainly was a time when it was believed. And UFOs, you know, they very much fall The idea of UFO abductions very much fallen out of fashion. But again, a, a true conspiracy theory, um, one the government's definitely trying to cover right. The, these are all conspiracy theories that now kind of scoffed at the thought of and to an extent, as I started and opened up with, and um, for that reason, uh, the Flat Earth uh, movement. Again, one that conspiracy theorists themselves even scoff at, because they have to feel, you know, all the other all the other conspiracy theories are silly and made up, but not mine. Mine is real. Which if it doesn't sound familiar try speaking to a theist uh, about, their, about other religions um, you get a very similar kind of response yeah so there are those theories that are old outdated and uh, not believed by anyone just like there are those religions that are old and outdated and not believed by anyone um, there are those that newer perhaps harder to disprove um, which doesn't really give them much of a strength but perhaps it does to those who believe but then there are those that sit um, somewhere in the middle now I'm really thinking about things like uh, ancient alien conspiracy theories. Again, they are unfalsifiable claims, which I think you'll find is a thing shared by almost all conspiracy theories. And some people still take them on board and believe them, and some people have discredited them. Uh, and these are, these are ones where it's really clear to me um, that there's a lack of critical thinking. There's a lack of knowledge and a lack of actual research being done here. So Ancient Aliens is a really good example. Um, if you look back in the history of it, if you look back into von Duncan's uh, if you look all the way back to uh, Heinrich Himmler, um, you know, you, you, couldn't, you can find the origins of this being remarkably suspect um, and the methodology used being remarkably wrong as well um, and not indicative of a scientific method at all. Um, and these are some, perhaps some of the the earlier modern versions of a conspiracy theory, the, the modern thoughts of of what moved this from simply the unexplainable into the here's a paranormal or, or incredibly unlikely explanation for it, uh, and these kind of say they sit somewhere in the middle. And you often find people who believe in the new ones will believe in some of the medium ones, but will look at the the more outlandish ones and think they're they're very uh, very silly and crazy, and and vice versa. Um, you know, there, there's no real uh, I guess there's no real continuation um, logic with these people. So some some people will believe in certain ones and not others, and will scorn others whilst believing um, their own their own ones uh to be completely true but yeah i think the same methodology can be applied across the board find out what it is they believe find out what positive proof or evidence they have for it if they have none time to dismiss it folks okay so with uh that foundation of thinking about what conspiracy theories are and what they mean um let's go through some some varying categories so, so they, they fall into a number of different categories but let's have a look at some of these and what they might be so one of the first conspiracy theories, or the oldest and the oldest ones, suspicious deaths. And so those people in history uh, who died in suspicious circumstances, what would that mean for, for history? What would that mean for the continuation? What would that mean for the context of things that came afterwards? Um, and does it matter? And so things like this might be JFK, um, Princess Diana, um, Alexandra the Great. All of these um, fall into that category of suspicious deaths. Then we've got uh, false flag operations, so this would include 9 11, which we spoke about before, but also things like Pearl Harbor um, and even whether or not Nero is responsible for the Great Fire of Rome. So these are the idea that um, these particular conspiracies are the idea that uh, the government has moved against its own people in order to achieve a, a greater gain. We've got cover ups, um, so these are more uh, a category of things that ha- have happened. And have then been made to show they didn't happen, or things that didn't happen that we showed to make that did happen. Um, so, for example, um, did NASA make, fake the moon landings? Um, Jesus and Mary Magdalene having children? You know, all, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, did the Catholic help, Church help uh, move Nazis out of Nazi Germany following World War Two? You know, all of these are, are cover ups, things that have been purposefully lost to history, according to the truthers. Then, um, obviously, you've got political conspiracies. So this is things like the Knights Templar, the Illuminati, the Nazis to an extent at their beginning as well, um, you know, things that happened during uh, Watergate and, and so on. And finally, you've got um, this idea of espionage and co- covert operations. So the idea of things that have been done secretly. Um, so things like the Black Tom uh, explosion, Rudolf Hess flying to Britain. um oof. Uh, Pakistani intelligence service uh, sheltering Osama bin Laden and a million other things besides. Um, these are things that are like may have happened in the world of spies and espionage. Uh, and they're to say, some of the main categories. But um, as you mentioned before, um, I would probably diverge from just into those three because they share far too many um, similarities really, I think, to be split up like that. You know, 9-11 is a good example of uh, a cover up a false flag and a political operation, depending on how one looks at it. Um and these all these things suffer the same the same problems, the same issues as one another, um, as mentioned either side of this. But yeah, as I say, um they're all considered kind of silly and outdated in the same way that Thor and Odin are outdated, but um Jesus and Yahweh are still perfectly reasonable. And largely for the same reasons. They're they're in group out group, um they're out of fashion or they've been disproven. Now this is interesting because before we get too much further down the route of criticising conspiracy theories and, and the criticising the thought process that's going on behind them, let's remember that just because you have a faulty logic, a faulty argument, uh, and a faulty approach to uh, assessing evidence, doesn't necessarily mean that your conclusion is wrong. It just doesn't mean that your conclusion is right, uh, and there's no reason that I should believe it is right until such time as you show it is. But there are some examples of conspiracy theories, of course, that have been proven to be correct. Mm. MK Ultra, I think, was one of the big ones. Um, but there have been a few others as well. And there may be more, who knows. Um, but until we can provide evidence that any of them are even likely or possible, it kind of doesn't really matter to me whether or not they're, uh, <laughs> they're true at this point, because believing them would be a mistake, a fault in logic, even if they turned out to be an anomaly and be true. But yeah, I think, you know, a conspiracy theory is going to have um, some very specific components, as I say. Um, the key component is obviously going to be a conspiracy. Now, normally that is because it has to reject a large body of evidence to remain an unfalsifiable claim. And so if we take, for example, Flat Earth, as I said at right the beginning, a really good example of this. And there's, as we said, a large amount of evidence that shows that the claim is false. You have to be able to reject that evidence. And in order to do so, you need a conspiracy to reject that evidence. So they're, they're kind of the hardline ones, and you have the kind of the softer line ones, which we talked about again briefly a little while ago, like 9-11, which simply overextend or overstate um, a conspiracy. So they might say, well, the government was obviously involved in 9-11, but now it's actually responsible for the actual explosions rather than just the eco-political uh, situation that dealt to the, the, the result, or led to the result rather. Yeah, I think that there are different different levels of this, but but either way that, that's at their core, isn't it? There's conspiracy to either reject evidence or to explain things. And as I say, it's it's an unprovable it's unprovable, rather it's unfalsifiable. There's no conceivable way I can show this is not the case. And so at that point it's useless to me as information. It doesn't it doesn't serve finding the truth. But they are sometimes shown to be correct, which is Interesting, at least. And there's a little bit of mystery still in the world, but yeah, I think largely we can probably, as sceptics, largely ignore them. And I, I do, I'm sure that some of the people listening to this, um, either are the people I've I've kind of mentioned covertly before, or, or know people like that um, who either believe in or, or hold true themselves, or know people who believe in conspiracy theories uh, of some degree or another. And I'd ask you just to approach it with that same cold scepticism you approach something else you don't believe in. So if you have a conspiracy theory you do believe in, pick a conspiracy theory you don't. Think about why you don't believe in it and what's wrong with it and what logic is wrong with it. Then look back again at your own and see if the same can be said. And if it can, as painful as it might be, it might be time to set that aside and go, do you know what, this might be true, but, but until at such time as I get enough evidence to show that it is true, Maybe I'm wasting my time worrying about this. Maybe it's it's pointless of me to to think the American government killed a thousand people when I, I don't really have you know how many people but I don't really have the evidence to show it. And they certainly killed a lot more people than that in other countries. But you know, or, or that I believe the Earth is flat because I can't show that it's round. Well, then go and ask the right questions. Go and find out. Yeah. If you don't know how a building can fall down when it's hit by a seven four seven, go and ask the right questions. Go and find out. 'Cause it can. We saw it happen on TV. I just want to put that out there. You know, the <laughs> the amount of conspiracy theory that you're gonna to have to go into to, to destroy the evidence against any of these things, no matter how crazy they might seem to me, um, you could easily approach to others that you other conspiracy theories you don't believe in. So yeah, I question you, go and look at other conspiracy theories you don't believe in, look at the problems you have with them, apply that same cynicism, apply that same crit- critical thinking to your own Set up beliefs and yeah, if they don't hold up, then maybe just let them go. I'm not going to hurt anyone, just to let them go and go, Do you know what? I might still choose to believe that, uh or I might still think that's likely, but I'm not going to go on about it. I'm not going to try and until I find some evidence that proves it, I'm going to try and find some evidence that proves it. And if you can't find some evidence that proves it positively, and you can't find the evidence that proves it, uh, that disproves it, then it's not really of any use to you as a piece of information. Uh, uh, And please stop sharing it with me because I don't care either. Let's just stop spreading the nonsense um, and let's get back to to thinking about things sensibly. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, we all all hold um, some kind of beliefs in some things. As I said back in uh, the previous episode, the one about religion, um, there are claims where they're fairly ordinary and they would require little to no evidence. Like I have X amount of money in my pocket. Is, is quite believable or if I have a, I have a blue Honda parked outside um, these things are quite quite believable and quite quite easy to to believe without any evidence at all um, whereas if I say something outlandish like I can fly or the government is putting poison gas in the air to control our minds out of the back of jet planes or what look like jet planes but they're not really uh, and everyone's in on this except for you know me and you but I know the truth you should don't tell anyone Or the CIA are listening put on this tinfoil hat then maybe I need some more evidence um to show because that's that's fairly extraordinary that's not that's not very normal so i'm going to need at least some evidence to show it and the problem with conspiracy theories is they generally don't have any and they blame the conspiracy for there not being any or even in some cases like flat earthers for there being counter evidence so yeah so evidence is not it's not going to get you very far but just ask for it that that's all i do now when i come across conspiracy theories i just stop them slow them down whoa what are you claiming brilliant what evidence have you got to show that they generally just go quiet or if they have evidence? great, Do you know what? if that evidence is irrefutable, I would love to see it. If you know that the the, the whole of the theory of gravity, um, Newtonic theory and um, Einstein theory can all all of it and you know just be changed and fluctuated as it is, but all of it can literally from the foundation down be thrown out the window because actually the earth is flat and the whole of the stratosphere is an illusion um, created by some dome hanging over the earth then yeah, I want to see evidence. if you've got evidence to show that's the case. Yeah, I want to see that. That sounds fucking mental. Um, but yeah, if you've got evidence that positively shows that's the case, show it to me. Yeah, tell me what you believe and show me. Um, and yeah, as I say, then that's really the problem I have when I come across conspiracy theories. And, and again, I, I do, I do try and keep it to that now. I used to try and play the game of like, prove me wrong, but don't get sucked into that if you're not conspiracy theories or if you come across them. Don't get sucked into the prove me wrong game because you can't prove them wrong. Um, It's an unfalsifiable claim, and if you can't prove it wrong, that means it's not worth anything. Um, A long uh, multi-part ramble by me about conspiracy theories. I I think it's important then to sum up and bring up the main points. We've examined there are different types of conspiracy theory that cover different things. Uh, They might belong to different categories, depending on how you want to break them down. We've discussed a couple of different ways of breaking them down. Um, Without going after anyone's particular beliefs, there are some obvious flaws here let's remember that almost all conspiracy theories are on falsifiable claims there would be no theoretically no way to prove this to not be the case um, And at the point there's no way to prove it's not the case it's not really a valuable question just because you can't you can't show it is you can't show it isn't you might as well make anything up and then they might share some other um, easily critical things as well ha- have a look at the arguments they're making and go back to those um, go back to those logical fallacies and circular arguments that we looked at to begin with um, and see how one can break down those arguments and find those holes, because they are always, always there. Um, and as I said before, I, I say this largely point of, I would love for conspiracy theories to be true, at least some of them um, I think they'd make the world a lot more of an exciting place, and it would be great, but I, I can't willfully suspend my disbelief without some sort of evidence. Um, I, I, can't, I can't believe in a thing that I don't know is going to be true. It, it doesn't happily fall into that category for me um and i think that's the important thing if you do hold any of these make sure you go and question them if you come across anyone else who holds these maybe gently question them it's not always appropriate doesn't always matter if they want to express them publicly feel free um ask that question that one question that's going to defeat um 99 of conspiracy theories is simply what do you believe and what evidence have you got to show that is the case the answer generally is they don't have any to show that is the case um, and at that point you can happily disregard it. But if you find one that, that, that does answer that question, then wow, yeah, let me know, let's get sharing it because that sounds really exciting. Okay, so um, from next week's show, uh, or next week, well, next show, uh, I'm going to be changing the format a little bit. So yeah, as I said at the beginning, I'm going to be going to a two-weekly format. Um, So that's going to be two weeks uh, from now, Um, so this is going out on the 21st, that's Saturday 21st of September 2019, um, with my new format starting two weeks later on Saturday the 5th of October, so that's when the new format episode is going to go live for the next podcast. Um, And I'm going to start dividing this into a few different sections. I've tried some different things here. I've tried interviews. I've tried uh, book reviews. I've tried just me ranting about um, stuff that makes me um, angry, (laughs) mostly. Um, And I'm going to try and mix those things together a little bit um, and give us a bit more more variety, rather, in each uh, episode. Um, So I I think I'm going to try talking about uh, a sceptical eye so I'm going to give every episode going to have definitely a small section about as long as the one you just heard about conspiracy theories, which relates to a an up to date topic. Um, and again, I can bring in some replies, for some other some other thoughts. I've certainly got um, Josh on standby um, if I need some some other thoughts on economic issues. I might have him on from time to time, just give me a little rant on uh, economics. He's he's currently studying for his B.A. M.A. I'm not sure what he's sorry in economics. So yeah, if, if um, if he's available, be great to get his view on things, or just my own view. Um, Though I'm not particularly a passionate political person, um, I generally think that political system's a little bit, a little bit broken, perhaps. But um, I'm not sure it hasn't always been. But that's what leads me straight back down that philosophy path. But maybe I'll, I'll have some interesting rants about, um, you know, uh, recent events that are annoying me, um, or just kind of interfering with our lives. Um, so obviously it's going to heavily focus on subjects like uh, our new Prime Minister here in the UK uh, Brexit, obviously being a very UK problem But perhaps more international theories as well um, And not just like, you know, philosophical things, uh, movements within churches and religions Crazy religious points um, almost certainly will come up as a thing But yeah, I want to be a short 15-20 minute um, blurb Where I'm going to talk about things that I've seen that week So if you, wanna, if you want things to get onto that, that bit, my sceptical eye section Um, then absolutely link me up Um, as you will know and I've said before just search Twitter for at homo absurdus Um, so to be very clear that's at H-O-M-O-A-B-U-S U-R-D-U-S on Twitter um, and send me the links uh, whatever the hell it is you want me to look into Um, things that have annoyed you, things that have intrigued you fantastic kick them out at me, I would love to see them then to change around a little bit the, the second part I'd like to do is a section on authors um, I have a lot of fantasy authors and science fiction authors and horror authors that I'm a big fan of um, as well as those who are perhaps more philosophical so this from week to week might turn to be a short book review uh, or it might just be as it is the first episode I've already started doing it uh, an excerpt from a book uh, along with a biography of the author uh, and that's certainly what I'm going to attempt uh, on the first one. Um, there are a couple of reasons I want to do that, really. Um, first of all, I want to work on my voiceover skills, um, uh, and also my editing skills, and my applying uh, music and bass mix to these things, uh, as well as electronically changing my voice for different characters, uh, and, and doing different voices as well. Um, so these are all things that I'm, I'm quite passionate about and enjoy doing, um, so I'm certainly going to try and uh, work them in uh, to that, that part of the... Uh, the episodes going forward. The first one I'm going to cover um, is a big favourite of mine, uh, is H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, Those of you who know me or uh, know much about me will know that I'm a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan, Um, at least of his works, if not his personal views and opinions about things. (laughs) But I'll leave that for the biography section, um, which I'll cover, as I say, in two weeks' time on the 6th. Um, And the final thing uh, I want to do, uh, each week, really, and um, add into my thing is a thought experiment. Um, so, a thought experiment is where we use those skills um, of critical thinking that we've been talking about over the last month and a half or so, uh, and you apply it to a situation that isn't real, and you try and think, well, that's you know, what what implications might that have? What things might that do? Um, and each week, I kind of want to give you at least one of these to go away with and think about. Um yeah. And at the end of this section I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one uh, to take away and think about as well. Yeah. But yeah, as I say, I think um that, that covers a lot of the a lot of what I want to talk about this week. Um As I say, uh, apologies one more time for the lateness of this and for the change of schedule. It's mostly due to uh, a change of my work circumstances. I've got a lot going on at the moment um, and I'm gonna have a lot going on for a little while. Um, So hopefully uh, you'll bear with me, but I say I'm gonna fix myself for that two week schedule um, and get it out uh, every two weeks. And yeah, as I say, if you've got any um, things you want to have a skeptical look at, any um, authors or philosophers you want me to look at, and or any comments on any thought experiments that I'm handing out um, then that's going to be the new format of the show um, so please do get in touch with anything you want to hear about or want to know about um, yeah okay so as I mentioned um, I'm going to be ending each show for now with uh, a thought experiment normally a philosophical one but not always and asking for your input or just for you to have a think about these things and then offering some more input on in the following episodes I'm, I'm going to end this episode itself with one as well um, I'm going to talk about the experiment called the veil of ignorance now this is Quite a big one for um, theist and atheist debaters. Um, and if, if you are, if you formed either of those camps particularly strongly, this is one you should definitely be aware of. Um, this is written by John Rowles in 1971. Uh, I'm just going to read a short quote from it here The Veil of Ignorance. The 20 civilians selected to go and live on the Mars colony were set an unusual task. On the Red Planet, there would be a number of goods, including accommodation, food, drink, and luxury items. They had to decide, before they went out, on which basis these goods would be distributed. But crucially, they did not know what the most important tasks would be on the colony. All the work could be manual, or none of it. It might require great intelligence, it might be better suited to those less in need of mental stimulation. The first suggestion made was that everything should be shared equally, from each according to their abilities, to each according to their needs. But then someone raised an objection. If there was lots of work to be done and someone refused to do their share, wouldn't it be unfair to reward them with an equal slice of the cake? Surely there needed to be an incentive to contribute. The objection was accepted. But that just seemed to lead to more problems. Fairness did not appear to mean the same as giving everyone the same. But then, what did it mean? So yeah, the idea of the veil of ignorance, um, as I say, by John Rawls, 1971 was if you started a new colony, in his experiment, Mars, and you had to find a way of distributing up all the resources, how would you do it? Um, it leads to some very interesting thoughts. Uh, but yeah, how, how would you guys do it? How would you organise a brand new world, um, starting from scratch? What, what credits would you give to whom? Um, not knowing what part of this you were going to play, um, not knowing how it was going to affect you personally, but what do you think, knowing, what kind of systems would you put in place? And this can be expanded out, um, you know, that, so you'll be on the veil of ignorance um, of existence, um, and you don't know what existence is going to be like. How would you set up existence um, to be if, if you were going to be of a certain character? And this is why it's important in uh, atheistic and theistic debates, is because it's an argument, I guess, against uh, the God. But whatever you're thinking on that, the veil of ignorance itself is a really interesting concept, is how are you going to do it? Um, so, you know, pure communism doesn't seem to be the right way, uh, pure capitalism doesn't grow. Right but what is that? That's the point, isn't it? Create a new, create a new society create a new Mars, create a new world. What's that new civilization going to look like? How are we going to split up resources? What are we going to do? Um, yeah, what are the kind of problems that, that fit with this? Um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear from you and what you think. Um, either way, I'll be uh, coming back to revisiting it and talking about another one uh, at the end of next week's episode. Okay, so just to reiterate, um, then we'll be back uh, on the fifth of October. It's uh, so a couple of weeks' time now, with that new format. Um, so, if there's anything you say you want me to look at or want me to look into, great, let me know. Um, if there's anything you think about that particular thought experiment, also great, let me know. Um, but otherwise, I'm back on the fifth. But until then, I've been home absurdus, and that's all, folks.